Welcome to This One's For The Dads, a podcast dedicated to encouraging every father in biblical understanding of everyday life. Now, here are your hosts, Michael and Taylor. Welcome back to This One's For The Dads, a podcast dedicated to you. I know we have that awesome intro. From that lovely, beautiful voiced man. I don't know who he is, but uh, this one's for you. And I'm excited for this one. Uh, this one is for dads, definitely. But I think that this is relatable to anybody. My name's Taylor. Join here with Michael. Michael, how's it going, brother? It's it's going strange. These are strange times we live in. <laughs> These are. Uh, if anybody, maybe this is years down the road of somebody listening to this, but... If you're keeping up with us live, you know that this is, I think it's been almost four weeks, maybe five. It's been a while since we recorded, since we were together, <laughs> since we, uh, we've we talked about many topics. We've talked about tons of things, but this is the first time in a while we've sat down and talked. So, Mike, how's it been over these last couple of weeks, man? It's been, it's been wild. Hey, I actually want to tell you, I, the reason, okay, the reason that we stopped recording, you know, once you get into a habit, once you break that habit, Yo, it's so hard to get back into it. So the reason that one first Thursday we never recorded, I didn't tell you because I wanted to get your reaction live. We found Uh a mouse in our house. In in this mouse (laughs) came into our living room in broad daylight. Oh no. He's like, What's up, family? I have a video (laughs) of it. And so and then I had and then so we like constructed this this like sh- this highway from where we knew he was to the door <laughs> and we just stood there for like an hour and a half like trying to coax him out from under the washer no. and then he would just scurry down our highway you know and we yeah. had like all this stuff oh stationed it was crazy anyway so that's well, that. I, I think i think what everybody cares about is did your highway work no um no <laughs> Yeah, he came out of our living room two the more engineer. times after that. And uh and then we finally did he, closed Did he ask for hole. food? Oh, he was taking food <laughs> and he was leaving stuff too as well. So Oh um, man. That's the worst, dude. Yeah. That is so bad. Yeah. Well, I, I would take that as a like a six out of ten reason to miss the <laughs> podcast, I guess. You know. I don't I, I think on both of our ends that doesn't excuse three or four more weeks of not recording but here we are nonetheless uh here we are, we are recording and we are in the middle this is what week two of this corona this covid19 i think it's yeah. 15 days in ish and m shut since down. the first kind of AM shut down a little less than two weeks ago they made the final call so yeah yeah so so if for those of you guys who maybe are tuning in later you know this is a really crazy time and you might be on the the past end and Maybe lots of more people died. Maybe no more did. I don't. We don't know how this is going to turn out, but I think that this topic ha- is going to be so awesome for this week. And I, I want to preface this topic with: we actually had communicated about doing this specific podcast far before this pandemic, before this virus hit. And I think it's more than fitting that this has been on our docket for a while, that it was actually something that three weeks ago we had talked about recording that now we're actually going to pull together. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, the Lord works that. It's just appropriate. <laughs> I mean, we started talking about 
we called each other just earlier and then we're like, so, okay, like this is what's going on with my ministry, what's going on with your ministry. And then we're like, actually, now's the time to still talk about the same thing. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? What's our topic? We're going to be talking about this Christianese word fellowship. (laughs) Fellowship, yes. And I say that it's Christianese because I don't think of any other places. I really do believe it's Christianese. I can't think of any other time that I have used this in work or any other person I've ever heard has said, oh, yeah, 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 you know, we just went to the bar and fellowshiped after work, you know, at the happy hour. You know, like, you don't hear that yeah, from yeah. the secular world. Maybe what do Christians ago, do? But- oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I wasn't there, so I don't know. But we use this in the church all the time. We literally call our times of of church on Sundays fellowships. We're gonna yeah. we're coming together and we're going to fellowship, right? Maybe uh, you guys have potlucks, what we call them at our church is fellowship meals. This word is littered uh, throughout the scriptures. We use it tons of times, but maybe we're not using it in the most practical, or maybe we're just throwing that word out there, not actually using it correctly. Yeah. I brought this up in a conversation with Taylor, like, um, I think as we were formulating the idea for the podcast and shared my thoughts about it, and I had a very distinctive shift as I was thinking about this word and the way that other people used it, people that I loved and respected. And I was like, I think I've been using this word wrong or thinking about it wrong because we throw it around so much. And, um, growing up in the church, like, okay, it comes to have a certain meaning, but now, now I think I'm going to use it differently. Um, cause it doesn't apply anymore the way that I used to think about it. I, I need a new definition now. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you walk us through that? What what was your original growing up, that that term fellowship? What were you originally thinking? And then we can kind of move into maybe why that's changed and discuss that. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I I don't know if somebody told this to me or if I just surmised that this was the definition. But basically, my understanding was if we were hanging out, we were talking about movies we're playing Super Smash Brothers as we frequently did. Um, you know, if you're if we're frequently. doing parkour, which we had a little stint in parkour. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. So, I remember uh, at the Rockwall AMC you trying yes, to teach me how to dude. gorilla jump over all the rails. <laughs> if you're doing if you're like if you're having fun and laughing, like it's something else. But if you're talking about Jesus or you're worshiping together, you're having a worship night, then it's fellowship. Like there is a shift when if, if it's about Jesus, it's fellowship. If it's not about Jesus, it's not. So like we may have hung out for three hours, but if we only talked about our daily devotional Bible reading for 20 minutes, we only fellowshiped for those 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I feel like for me, I kind of came from the polar opposite. I thought no matter what we were doing, I was fellowshipping. <laughs> like we could be sitting in a room together, just sitting on our phones, not even communicating. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, maybe we did that for three hours. And I'd be like, at the end of it, but, oh yeah, Michael and I, yeah, we just fellowship for three hours. It's like, yeah, w- what'd you do? Uh, I played Clash of Clans on my phone <laughs> yeah. for three hours. Michael was sitting across from, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Actually, we never talked about, yeah. you know, but I would still call that a fellowship. If we even if we came to the church and all we did was play ping pong, I would call it a fellowship. Yeah. I guess for me, at least growing up, like the the term fellowship literally just meant like it was just a Christian word 
for hanging yeah. out. Like it was literally <laughs> interchangeable. It was like we were hanging out playing Super Smash Brothers, but we were also fellowshipping playing Super Smash Brothers. And if you guys don't know, like Michael and I grew up on Super Smash Dude. Brothers. We still play. It's true. And uh, and like we would literally, I remember the days uh, we would be working VBSs together, and he would bring his GameCube up with uh, with Smash. And we would wheel in one of the old carts, one of the old TV carts. Every church had these, you know, back in the day, the TV carts. And we would play Super Smash Brothers in the church, you know. And we were fellowshipping, right? Yeah, because we we're in church. It's right? Because we were at church. Exactly. But so now walk us, walk us to just a couple months ago. So you've been believing that fellowship is that way, that we, if we're going to be fellowshipping, we have to be talking about the Bible. Yeah. We have to be singing kumbaya, singing <laughs> worship songs, um, or we have to be studying in some way. Um, and that's how we fellowship. So when did it really shift? What kind of triggered that for you? Um, I was, man, I must mention this man probably every episode, but I was um, <laughs> listening to Winky Pratney, and he was saying, how in his younger days he would um, hang out with his buddy Keith Green, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we had all this crazy fellowship together." He was like, "We would pay, play ping pong all night long." Like he would be the primary speaker at a youth camp, and he would like play ping pong all night long, and then they'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, you got to go on in an hour for your morning session," and he'd be like, "Uh." <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. and he's not like, ready. He's like, yeah. we had we had the best time, and we were fellowshipping all night long. And then he he like, I don't know, maybe he was reading the crowd or whatever. But he goes, "Yes, you can fellowship over ping pong, like you." And it shook me. I was like, "You can? What you can fellowship yeah. what? over ping pong?" And all those years in the church of playing ping pong were not for naught. Yeah, I, <laughs> isn't it funny? Um, and so I look deeper into this word and actually i think coincidentally around the same time like within a month we had a sermon on this word um the the bible word uh the greek bible word if i can big brain right now is koinonia what what yeah. is translated as fellowship and it has a much much broader meaning than we give it credit for in fact yeah. um some of its uses um is a is like a financial sense. It's like giving. Is like mm. your gift is koinonia, and so walking through like how the Bible actually uses this and what does it mean when they use it in the Bible? Um, yeah, I come to realize. Well, I have a shift in my if um, if I were to make my own translation of the Bible, which I, <laughs> you know, or how about this? When I read that word in my own brain, because fellowship has its own connotations, right? That were another thing or that it's just old. Yeah. Like I now am reading in my brain participation. Yeah. And that word and its connotations help me understand better what is actually going on in koinonia than the word fellowship because fellowship has all this baggage from christianese as you said i love that phrase yeah but participation helps me a lot more so when you hear participation uh what what goes through your brain and how does that help you filter a new meaning well my my first thought is 
like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think participation is like sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was just like the the first thing. Mostly because I think my head went to the participation medal. Oh, that all the teams that are not first, second, or third <laughs> yeah, get yeah, yeah. right, right. But I think that it it is relevant to that word. Right? Was what are we saying with the participation medal? You did something. <laughs> you input it into this. Yeah. If you're in a support, if if I played soccer um, in high school, you know, for me to participate on the soccer team meant that I was at practices. I played. I communicated with my team. I was there for games, you know. You didn't call the football you didn't say that the football players participated in the soccer in soccer, right? right? Okay, so <laughs> they weren't a part of anything that we did. I really like that. So the idea that I'm getting from you, I'm gonna interpret and try to reflect back on Koinonia. Um Lit. you have to actually be active in what you're doing. Like if you were on your phone in the goalie's net, like you would not be participating. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to be. If I was playing chess on the sidelines, <laughs> I was not participating in right. soccer. So you have to be actively invested in whatever is going yeah. on. You are participating yeah. in something at any given moment. You know, you'd be participating yeah. in your iMessage, whatever, yeah. or you're participating yeah, in a yeah. chess game, but you're not participating in. It's an active, like attention focused, um, yeah. determined. You're thinking about it. You have a goal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, no pun intended, oh, right? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, also participation. Uh, I think of. Uh, I think of like when I was in school, and um, you know the teacher would say, "Hey, we're going to do this." thing as a class maybe it was a project maybe it was a something and they would always say you know everyone must participate hmm. you know if we're doing a group project oh yeah a group project is even a better example right at the end of it all most group projects that i was in in high school you would give a grade to every single person in the group for how much they participated oh yeah you know like maybe i did 10 percent of the work and my team would say Man, Taylor only participated ten percent. He only right. gave ten percent right. of his of himself to this to this work to whatever this project was. Um, now I can tell you, I'm just gonna go ahead because people are already thinking Taylor only gave ten percent in high school. No, I was always in my group projects. I participated fully all the time. Um, but you know, nobody can be left out if you're in that classroom setting, and you know, your teacher says everybody must participate. She doesn't mean, or he doesn't mean everybody must sit in the classroom while we do this, right? No, you, everybody must actively invest in what we're yes. doing. You must answer a question at least. You must raise your hand. You must move your lips. Look at the screen. You have to do something. Yes. <laughs> yes. I th yeah. yeah. Um, what's awesome about both of those examples is that whether you knew it or not, I think you just can't use the word participation without having this idea where a group of people come together yeah. around a common thing that you all are active participants yeah. in. You have to have a yeah. lot of people, like you can't participate in something alone. You have to participate with yeah. another participant and you don't have to, you know, it's not just like, yeah, you can't. Well, you yeah. can participate in a conversation, but you are both around something else. It's still a group. There's still somebody else. Yes, there's you always know, you another person. You don't say you. You don't say you participated in tennis. You know, tennis generally being a singles, like a one person well, but you thing, do right? Because you have an opponent, 
we, you know, sure. if you sat there, yeah. you know, yeah, I can see that. and you <laughs> by yourself right, yeah. on the court. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't just hit the ball. If there's no one to hit it back, you're not participating in tennis. You might be practicing. You're just hitting a ball. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's not tennis. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's group oriented in all three of those. Then that was just subconscious. We didn't even yep. talk about that. Just in all three examples of participation, they were either they were all team oriented in some yes. way. There's a group of people that needed this group input to be participatory. Yep, which is why I like this word so much. Because just in its in the way that we use it, it captures the idea of a um okay, of, of a Christian fellowship, of a bunch of yeah. people gathered together, actively engaging in a common thing. In in this case, worshiping and loving Jesus, which includes loving each other as a part of it. To be a participant in loving yeah. Jesus, you also love one another. I also think of the flip side. Like, think of uh, maybe you have never felt this, or, or listener, you haven't either. But I've heard many people say, especially high schoolers, you know, I went, but you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't, we just wasn't involved. You know, I wasn't a part of it. I didn't participate. Yes. You know, kind of thing. Maybe the time was dedicated to it. You know, I went to the first meeting or I went to the first tournament or the first game or whatever. But, you know, I just, I just, I, you know, I felt alone. I felt like the only one. I felt like I didn't do very much, you know, something like that. Right. I didn't participate. Right. I wasn't invested in that um, is the flip side. You might have dedicated the time to it and shown up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you had the fellowship yes. or that you had the participation in the, in what was going yes. on. Yeah. And it's, yeah, if you don't like something, you feel like, oh, I wasn't alone. I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. You know, were you participating? Now, I totally buy it yeah. if no one else in the room was participating either. <laughs> but were you, were yeah, it's you like, participating? Did you want someone to, you know, come offer you a soda or what? Like, get in there and have some fun. Yeah, well, I think back to the classroom thing. I think of how many times the teachers had asked, they didn't necessarily use this language, but asked, you know, hey, look, if everybody buys in, totally. this will be fun. Totally. You know, if everybody participates, if you give 100% to what we're doing here, the game, the activity, whatever it is, it's actually fun. But the second that one person withdraws or or gives sly remarks remarks to the to the analogy being given to any of this like it takes you out of the participation it takes you out so of true. the learning experience that is the holistic fellowship of so that true. you know it's it's the one who, who's just always wisecracking about oh no this could never happen no this is impossible um i think back to and i remember in high school and i think you did a kind of an adaptation of this but we had to make um a structure that could hold 15 textbooks out of toothpicks. And I think you did it out of like yeah, manila, manila folders, folders, right? In high mm -hmm. school. Yeah. You guys did a bridge over manila folders. I remember that. Um, and I remember like my teacher trying to explain this and how many kids were just like, you know, why is, this would never hold anything. This isn't yeah. a real tower. It's not a real bridge. And it's like, guys, like that's not the point. Like she's asking you to buy in. She's asking you to participate. She's asking you to, sell out for this as an analogy as a showing you know and as and as soon as you do sell out for it you learn yeah. right you get something yeah. out of it you 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 know maybe i didn't learn how to build a, a bridge that's 
that I'm actually going to go build in San Francisco or I'm going to yeah. go build somewhere. Right. But I learned like the basics. I learned what I needed to from the example because I participated because I bought into it. I think that translates over really well into the church. Um, having done a little bit of youth ministry, having at least volunteered and served. That's one of the things that bothers me the most is like, Hey, we're going to play this game and it's fun. But like, if you all don't buy into it, like, the one person who chooses to be an outlier and who chooses to badmouth the situation will ruin it for everybody else, right? Dude. Everybody else will only want to focus on that person who's not buying into what we're doing. This is like, this is totally a pet peeve, like soapbox. Um, huge, huge deal for me. And it's a, it's actually not off topic because it's exactly... The way to keep unity, the way to um, maintain everyone's participation is honor. If you, if one person Ooh. begins to dishonor or slander or gossip, Ooh. like you know what I mean, because immediately you're like, yeah, I don't want to participate anymore, and every everyone yeah. scatters. Which the Bible comes yeah, down yeah, so yeah. hard on these kinds of like. Um, I yeah. flipped over my Bible to. To Hebrews 12, it says, let no root of bitterness come up among you, yeah. lest it defile many. Like it, one person's wow. root of bitterness that comes out in dishonor and slander defiles many. And that's like, dude, that's it. That is Because good. one yeah, person starts so to talk bad about what's going on and nobody wants to participate anymore. Everyone draws back yeah. or they're afraid they'll get it caught in the, whatever, the blowback of you know, this dishonoring person. And it's like, it's like a fire. It just every, somebody else catches it. And, and you know, yeah. And, and that's like a conversation I know that I've been having with people here uh, at Calvary Garland is, is like this thing that we call church, um, this fellowship that we call church. It's a really, really dangerous yes. thing because we're asking people to be vulnerable with one another. We're asking people to let each other in on insecurities mm -hmm. and things like that so that we can pray for one another, so that we can ask God for reconciliation, that we can ask God for strength and power for one another. But like any other situation, think of your like just a real world job, your just stereotypical nine to five job. You don't want to open your insecurities totally. because that leaves you to being yeah. beaten, to it being used against you. And I hate the fact that I don't think that there's a church on the planet that is free of at least one time where somebody was open with the church and it came back to bite us, you know, and that sucks to think about because like you're reading, like that's what the church is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about bringing each other together and praying for one another and sacrificing for one another in this way uh, that, no other place that we look at in our lives. Like even today, this is not just like a back first century issue. Like even today, like nowhere else do we see this idea of, hey, let's be vulnerable and open up our insecurities that we can grow as a community, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the church. Like that's the church is like, hey, we're asking you to open up and be vulnerable to this gospel, to this message, to the fact that you are a sinner that, we can come together and ask that the Holy Spirit empower you and, and strengthen you and to overcome those things. You know, this is a community. This is about community. Yes. I, like recently, my, 
um, practice has been just to read straight through the Bible over and over. And I've been struck by, and like, and doing some extra study as well, um, struck by the majority. I, I, I feel like I could argue the majority of Paul's epistles the prime it, one of the primary concerns is church unity. Yeah. Oh, I would like barring, I would agree. He at least speaks it at least once in every barring book. maybe I mean, Colossians and like Second Thessalonians, you know, and the Timothys and Titus. Every other one is like church unity is at the very very center of like what's going on, or in First Corinthians, like a big part yeah, well, of what's I, going I on. I would even yeah, I would even argue in Timothy and things like that. I mean. It might not be that he's talking about the church unity in terms of like speaking to the whole body, but like in Timothy, he harps many times like Timothy, you gotta you gotta keep the church yeah. together. Like this is your okay, flock. Okay, so you Colossians know? and Timothy and you Titus, have to from a leader. You, you could know? say just <laughs> unity, not as a center, but as a byproduct of not letting heresy yeah. take over. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah, exactly, and especially Titus. I think of the reason why it's so important to have leadership that that meets those qualifications we tend to look at Titus is like that oh how do we find the qualifications yeah. for elders and deacons and stuff right is in there the reason that we ask for or that i believe god was implementing those things was hey these are the people who are supposed to lead in in righteousness and unity and bring the yes. church together if our leadership can't even get the righteousness and the purity part right how are we going to expect the lay people yeah. To buy yeah. in on this, to say, "Hey, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm all in for this, yeah. right?" Yeah, I think and that's huge. Getting the church to participate as a cohesive whole and not drive each other apart, like it's it is a um, like righteousness, like living God's way. I'm trying to find the word. Like yeah. it's um, it's uh. It's like equilibrium in a chemical reaction. Like it's, like it's, um, oh man, like yeah. you have to find the right balance. And if somebody starts to dishonor or somebody starts to be fake or somebody starts to pull out, like the whole thing starts to go the wrong way. Like yeah, you've got to keep it together. The, yeah. This whole thing about unity and maintaining this sense of participation that everyone feels free to be vulnerable and who they are in Christ. Mean everyone, everyone has to be all in, like living for Jesus. You know, I think that Ananias and Sapphira was about was about this. Like if if that kind of yeah, we cannot let any of that. Like yeah, I've I've heard many times people say, man, that was so harsh. Like come on, like man, they still gave some, and it's like I think that's exactly like yes. No, do you see the work that God is doing? We can't let even a, a up two people, yeah. one family, try to rip this off, rip this situation yeah. off. I think of so many times in the Old Testament when God instructed the Israelites to overtake kingdoms, right? And he says, like, don't even leave a a a, a cow yeah. or yeah, a you know anything. Go. Not don't take any of that because we don't want anything that even is a reflection of that culture of that idolatry yeah. in, in our midst, yeah. man. I think it's true. I can tell you from personal experience that one person that pulled, when you get a group of people together and you lay down this groundwork of vulnerability and trust and investment in one another, it is so true that when one person lies or deceives or gossips, man, it is 
it can take five minutes to destroy a year's yeah. worth of ministry yeah. and of of loving on people and stuff. And it can literally tear that ministry down to its yes. bones to the point where like nobody's showing up anymore, yeah. you know? And I and I say that from from somebody who's been in that position, not uh not in terms of leading or being a gossiper, but somebody who was in a ministry like that that went, Where did everybody go? And it's like, man, this one little inset sin came in yeah. and like now nobody trusts the group yeah. nobody wants to be a part yeah. of this you know and man that is tough i love uh i recently taught to the youth here at garland um first timothy 6 which is to pursue righteousness godliness yeah. you know those things and i don't think that it's a coincidence that every time we see Paul or or others talk about what to pursue as Christians that righteousness and godliness are always either first or at the core of what they're talking yeah. about, right? Righteousness being like doing good by others, you know, living in a, in a morally right way and godliness being what we've talked about over the last couple of podcasts which is being that reflection of yeah. who God is here on the earth, you know. And gossip is not one of those traits. Slander is not one of those traits. Because when those things creep in, when we start to let ourselves become part of that, let that become a part of who we are, it, it does not lead to fruitful relationships and further on fruitful fellowship yeah. in a group yeah. setting. Okay. I'll take, I'll take the flip. Um, this is a okay. lesson that we, um, I talked about this morning. We were, we as interns were going over the idea of humility and, um, um, so on the flip, as a group, if anyone chooses not to participate, chooses to yeah. bring in some, something that, um, brings disunity, the whole thing will tend yeah. to fall apart. But yeah. as Christians, like what we learn from the cross to be Christ-like means to be vulnerable and take the blow. Like you yeah. just, you know what I mean? And you participate yeah. anyway. You you go all in, and sure. if somebody like <laughs> stabs the knife in, like that's the cross. Like, Father, forgive sure, yeah. them. Like with the nails in, Father, forgive them. And so as a church, yeah. like there's one, don't you dare, don't you dare do anything to break what God died for apart. But also if you are in the midst of something going on, like on the flip of do not let a root of bitterness come up is you must forgive. You have to forgive. Like, yeah. To be Christ-like I think that is that's hard. me take yeah. pain and still keep unity. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to I think the hard part is, is it tends to, at least in the fleshly mentality is, well, things are broken. I'm just going to run for the hills. I'm going to find the next thing, you know? Um, And that's hard. I think that's a hard mentality to keep as a, as a leader, as a pastor. Um, I think of the transition of many pastors to taking over churches oftentimes leads to disunity, even though it probably should be the time of most unity It's like, Hey, this is a new mission. This is a new time in this church. Um, but it oftentimes leads to low attendance in church, ministry shutting down, people giving up kind of thing. And and I hate 
I hate to even consider that that's a that that's a thing. Is that like, man, God some God called somebody into this ministry, and like people are just gonna run to the hills yeah. because of it. Like, oh, you know, that's tough. And and I think leaders get put in a really bad position uh, because, like, take small groups for an example. Is say something like that does come up, and the leader does try to push through. Hey, forgiveness is here. We want to move on, and not everybody's with them on that. Yeah. You know, and that's tough. As fathers of the household, we got to be that way too, yeah. right? Man, there's forgiveness in this. We got to put, we're going to push through. We're going to keep singing praises. We're going to keep now in, in fam, familial, in, in the home. Uh, it is do or die a lot of times in the home, you know, is like you really got to pick up. You cannot just let things be brushed under the rug because those things build up, you know? Especially when you see somebody every day, I, I think of how terrible it is um, of people who I've spoken to who have either gone through a divorce or um, are in the midst who are like, I just didn't even know, you know, things were going on. Mm. Like, I just didn't even know that he or she was mad or I didn't know that he or she didn't feel loved or didn't feel, you know, like mm. those things. And so they also have to be brought to the forefront, you know, in in those fellowship yeah. opportunities. You want to talk about another part of sacrifice is, is, and and I use this term, I'll explain it, but stabbing somebody in the chest. Okay. Not in, not in the back, right? Oh, well, you know, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. of stabbing somebody I in the back of being yeah. like, like, ah, like, you know, I gossip to everybody. And so now everybody knows you're deep, but stabbing them in the chest, yes. right in the heart. Like, Hey, you know, this is yes. wrong and it hurts. It hurts. Getting stabbed in the chest yeah. hurts. Hey, you know that you gossiped about yeah. me. Like, you know how that felt to be. And right in the chest, and it hurts. Yeah. It hurts, man. Been there, done that. It hurts. But man, we should be Christians who stab our brothers and sisters in the chest and look for the redemption, look for the reconciliation, not those who stab each other in the back and go, I'm just going to gossip, gossip to my small group leader. I'm going to go gossip to the worship team. I'm going to yes. gossip to the pastor and hope that they just figure it out yes. kind of thing, right? Man, there, I, I know personally that the greatest times of reconciliation have been when people have come to me one-on-one yes. been like, Hey, did you know you did this and this hurt 50, maybe 60% of the time? It's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't mean it at all yeah. like that. Like it was not at all supposed to be an offensive hurting you thing. Like, you know, like, I'm sorry, Kim. And you know, the reconciliation from that is generally pretty good. Like, you know what? Hey, you're right. That was just a miscommunication. I understand where you're coming from. Like we can reconcile yeah. this other times. It's like, I'm still really hurt by it and I need time, but I have not found very many times where the reconciliation when one-on-one was not at least solved by like, Hey, there was forgiveness. Yeah. It might be like there's distance and we're not the same friends that we were, but like, Hey, there was reconciliation yes. in this. And Okay, so this is the next step that I wanted to go, not from this angle, but I mean, it, um, that <laughs> like that, we are going to come together. I'm going to face you, like to your face, face you, yeah. and we are going to yeah. make this right is a part of participation. And a, a big part Ooh, of yeah. it is, um, so we've been talking like participation corporately, and but what changed about my idea of fellowship was... Um, I participate in your life. And I think yeah. that that's, I heard this awesome, me and my friend Jacob, we were driving home from 
somewhere. And we read this awesome message by George McDonald on forgiveness. And it was incredible. And it changed my whole perspective on it. But, it, but at its core, forgiveness is, I still want to participate in your life. I don't want to cut these ties. I don't want to build a wall. I want to main, I want to keep participating in your life. And Christian yeah. f- fellowship now in my mind is like any moment when you and I get together and I say, stubbornly, I'm going to participate in your life. We're going to make memories. We're going to laugh. We're going to yeah. talk about Jesus. And <laughs> I will insert myself and I will participate in your life in what's going on. And we're going to be together in this thing. I think that a great example of that, we kind of talked about it, is is Acts 2.42, right? We're talking about the beginning of the church, right? And they, so it starts in 42, and they devoted themselves. Hey, there yeah. is, is, they bought in, right? Stubbornly. They bought in to yep. the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where the financial oh. aspect comes. Because if I am yeah. participating in your life, I am participating also in your needs. And if I make your needs yeah. my needs by my participation, my you know your money is mine. And I'm going to help you out yeah. with whatever you need. And that's, yeah. how, that's how I think I perceive the this word is also used in a financial context in so many places because it's I'm investing my time, my energy and my finances into your life. I think we, I think we tend to disassociate money with a lot of other characteristics. Like I can invest my prayer. I can invest my time energy, but my financial resources are also a blessing from God that I can invest in you, you know? And maybe it's not that I'm buying you an Xbox, but it's like, take this time right now. And it's like, hey, there are people who can't find a store with toilet yeah. paper within 10 miles of their house. It's like, hey, like I actually have an extra roll. Let's make this work. So la- yesterday, this is the weirdest thing. I recently moved. Our neighbors are awesome. Uh, they've been the most friendly people we've ever met. Our last neighbors were so stubborn and like did not want to talk to us ever. It was awful. But our, our our new neighbors have actually been like really awesome. And the lady next door, she has to be 60 or 70. You know, she's an older lady. And and she had the audacity yesterday to say, if you guys need anything, let wow. me know. I don't mind getting it for you. And Lydia and I looked and we're like, no, 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 no. Like you're in the group of people who are most susceptible to dying to this disease. <laughs> yeah. Like we are the, in the majority of people who will survive and yeah. be healthy post this. And we were like, no, no, no. If you need anything, if you need anything, we will get it for yeah. you. Like you don't leave. And she's like, yeah. She was like, yeah, I can't do much. I've had a stroke. Oh my God. And, um, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, you don't need to go anywhere. Like you just let us get your groceries. You just let us get everything yeah. for you. All right. Like, you know, but that's an intentional sacrifice into yeah. her life. And in the same way, and it, that's a financial, but it's also a time. It's also an emotional, yeah. it's all of those things wrapped up into yeah. one. And, and you can bet that Paul in his early ministry was sacrificing more than just his emotional (laughs) livelihood, right? More than just his physical being in prison, that there was money that was being put into that. 
right? That, I mean, that was the whole reason he tent made was, hey, I'm not going to let myself be a financial burden to the church. I'm going to let the church do more yeah. ministry In to fact, other people. I'll give. So I'm going to burden myself. I'm going to show you guys <laughs> what it looks like to give, and I'm going to use my own resources. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so there's the in-person. I think that as we close, because we're coming right up on that mark, the thing that we really wanted to hammer home during this time that you're you're listening to this, if you're listening live, is, okay, so government has restricted us from meeting in those large, the what maybe you would consider the easy fellowship times. Yeah. We're not able to meet in person on Sunday and invest that time, invest that time together on specifically Sundays. So what does that look like? Mike, what are you guys doing to still invest in other people to still financially, emotionally time your resources spiritually into people in a way that doesn't seem like, man, we've lost all of our fellowship just because we aren't meeting at church. Yeah. Well, so both of us, are um, taking part in filming uh, like live streams that people can watch and being on both ends of it. So like being on the recording end, it kind of feels like, oh man, I can't, you know, we can't meet together. This is kind of a shame. And there's there's kind of like a down spirit the whole time you're recording. But then being on the receiving end, like getting to watch the live stream of Chi Alpha last night was like, it was such a blessing. Like, the Lord was in our room. We were just singing to Jesus. Like we laughed. It was incredible. So like yeah. being a part of those live streams is a big one. Um, yeah. We are recording special devotionals. Um, okay. I don't know what happened, but apparently Skype is dead and now Zoom is everywhere. So, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. What happened to Skype? Anybody know where yeah, Skype but, went? Um, zooming, doing a lot of Zooming people um, yeah. and texting and um, thoughts and prayers, not ironically, but actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. But looking to participate. I'm still looking to participate in your life. I, I, I miss yeah. my homies. I didn't yes, forget about you. I didn't forget about you. Um, what's crazy is that like you could show up on a Sunday morning like raise your hands and leave and not and not participate. Hello, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Welcome. You can show up on a Sunday morning, <laughs> raise your hands and leave and not participate. But yeah. you can not show up on a Sunday morning because the government restricted you and still participate one with another, you know? Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I think that's really good. I know for me personally... Uh, it has definitely kind of made me question, okay, well, how much am I really investing in my, my, you know, my friends and family? Um, you know, is it really just a Sunday thing? And, and granted, like, you know, working in, in a church, in a physical building, uh, it, it's difficult in that way because we, a lot of the stuff that I prepare for week in and week out is about the location, yeah. you know, cleaning bathrooms is about people being able to meet in a sanitary environment setting up the worship space is about people being able to meet with God here and that being an investment. And so now it's more of a shift in focus to me of, okay, so I don't have to clean the church. What am I going to occupy that time with? Am I just going to go play phone games? I don't know. Just, you know, I maybe more productive things. I don't just sit around and play phone games, but you know, maybe it's, I'm, practicing songs for the future. And that might not be a bad thing to do, 
But am I still investing in the people, you know? Am I still getting that opportunity with the people yeah. uh, and investing in that way? I think something for us personally that's coming up on the horizon, and y'all, I'm sure y'all, your church will be thinking about it also, is, is if this thing extends into Easter, what are we doing for, what are we going to yeah. do come Easter time? That's like the biggest time that people look for churches yeah. and look to at least for a Sunday get some worship in, right? Yeah. It's like, man, what are what are we gonna do? How are we going to still reach the community in that way? And and I hate that Easter is the thing that brings that to my mind because really that should be my prayer and thought every day is like, how am I investing in the community each and every day and and reaching the community each and every day? Um, but Easter always brings up Easter and Christmas always yeah. bring up that question regardless of yeah. if you're really good at yeah whether you're doing community really well or not, right? But it all flows back to how are we investing? Um, I recently, you guys may not know this about me, but I was a huge gamer back in, in my college year, two years. Um, like so much so it was my career. I was making living money off of gaming. Um, and I kind of, when we got married, when Lindy and I got married, I kind of gave it up. I was like, you know, I, I don't need this. I'm working in the church. I love doing worship and music in the church. So, you know, I, I don't need gaming. I started selling off all my equipment and stuff like that. I had everything. I had a PS4. I had an Xbox. I had a PC. I had everything. I could play whatever you wanted anytime. And I, and I slowly sold all of them off. And I haven't had any, any gaming things in the house for a long time. Um, but just recently... I switched everything that I had over to Mac. Um, I was needed publisher on PC, so I had my old PC here at the church, and I just got it all over to Mac. So I brought my PC home, and I'm like, "Hey, I could I could game again. Like I could I could do this. I, you know, this is a gaming PC. I'll play again." So I got on, and it's like, I you can run one of two ways in this. You can either I'm excited to play all of my one player only games, my story mode, Breath of the Wilds, where I just do my thing and enjoy my own. Sure. Um, luckily, <laughs> I've never been given that heart. I never liked first person one, you know, single player games. Whereas I got to go the other way, um, which is I play Call of Duty with a, a small group of, of friends here at the church. And it's like, I don't think that I would be getting the same level of fellowship, especially in this environment huh, yeah. right now where we're not meeting on Sundays, we're not meeting on Wednesdays, we're not seeing each other during the week. You know, that is a time that I get to fellowship in the truest form of that yeah. word. That is, hey, yeah, we're playing together, but I'm also having meaningful conversations with you. Hey, how's your parents doing? How's your job? You're still working through this. Yeah. Has your boss taken any extra precautions? How are you staying healthy? Yeah. You know, things like that and investing. Hey, is there things that I can do for you? You know, and so maybe it's gaming. Maybe it's music. I know a lot of my friends from California who are musicians are now for the first time ever digitally collaborating together. Hey, you write this cool. piano part, record it. I'm going to write this guitar part and record it. Kind of like how we're doing the <laughs> podcast is like, you know, not yeah. together, but high quality recording in a way that we can then invest in that. And like, man, we came up with this cool song, you know, if it's zoom, maybe that, Hey, we're just going to get in a video call for a little while that I can see your smile, see your face, know that you're still you doing well. Minutes, Cause but guys, <laughs> cause guys, Realize that texting is not the best way of communication if you really want yeah. to invest in somebody. It's a great short-term, I need information way of communicating, but it's not the best I want to invest and know yeah. about you and who you are. Get on FaceTime, get involved. And I think 
as we talked about to open up, this is great for this, this time. But I think that this time should just be a reset for us on what our fellowship and what our measures that we're going to to fellowship with one another are. I think that this is not something that should just happen because we're homebound, you know, sheltering in place kind of thing. Um, it, I think that it's called, for me, it's called a reflection of, am I doing my best all the time yeah. to invest in one another? Or am I taking the easy road of just on Sundays when I can, or just when I get home from work as a father, it's just, oh yeah, well, we have to eat dinner. So when we eat dinner, I guess we'll talk yeah. about things. Or am I taking that directed time? Hey, we haven't sat down and talked. How are you doing? How's work? Um, for my wife, she's still teaching. They just moved to completely online teaching, you know? And that's yeah. tough. Oh, You're asking people who generally do not teach online with kids who generally do not learn from yeah. online to just all of a sudden learn how to do this, you know? And so maybe you have a family member who's going through that right now. Man, you need to be checking up on them and supporting them. Hey, do I need to make you a dinner? Because I can tell you right now, I thought at first, oh, Lydia will be home. She'll be able to take care of Jack and oh, clean the house no. and do law. Nope, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has 10 times the amount of work on her shoulders, at least to start this thing off because of yeah. the changes, you know? Yeah. If you know of somebody who got laid off, they need their, your help more than ever. So true. If you know of somebody... Who is who is generally immobile? You know, we have a gentleman in the body who was in a car wreck just before this whole thing hit. Like, we need to be checking up yeah, on that guy, yeah. you know, making sure that he's okay and he's got the fellowship. He doesn't feel alone in this, you know. Man, absolutely. Yeah. And we need to check up, Mike. It's been three <laughs> weeks. Man, we've, we've been bad. We're talking about been, fellowship. We haven't been investing. Been checking up. I, yeah, I texting so, oh man dude call me out i just i know right me too i haven't even texted you at least texted me I, you know there's a um a lot of people are talking about in like a church setting like that there's a lot of hope because i definitely feel like woken up i feel like okay sure you know everything can be taken from me in a second which is healthy like it's actually a healthy yeah. thing to realize that oh absolutely but, absolutely I've i've been telling people that a lot is like if there's one thing that the world realized from this pandemic is we are a lot less in control oh, yeah. than we think it's we healthy. are. So like, there's a lot of people talking it about is. hope, like people are getting woken up. It's yeah. really good. And, and as much as I want to be hopeful and I actually am, ultimately I am hopeful. Sure. There is still this, th like you can be trapped in your home and just switch on the TV. You can be trapped in your home with your family members and just yeah. shove a video game in your face. Like even stuck in yeah. the same home. And that's the thing that I'm most hopeful for is that like you have to look another person in the face and like watch what you've been doing to them this whole time, which isn't, well, hopefully not for our listeners, but you know, not participating in the people, in the <laughs> lives of the people be. around you. So what I'm saying is like- It may be, man. Like even now, like- please find creative ways to continue to participate in the lives of the people you love. But yeah. even now, like evaluate, like how have I been participating all along? Like there's you know, the children yeah. in my own home. Like how have I been, you know what I mean? And those creative Investing. ways we may yeah. get to be closer face to face again one day. Yeah. But like, yeah, just that frame of mind of like, how am I using my time 
actually using my energy to participate in this person's life. And it's a... Yeah, well, and I think too with that, when you're talking about evaluating your the past of it, there might be some sorries that need to be yeah. had, right? There might be some, listen, like I've been doing this thing real yeah. bad. And it's it's not supposed, it, that's not in a way of like, man, take you off your throne kind of thing, but in a way of like, I want to do totally. better. I want to invest in this better. area of all areas to, to yeah. be able to look at somebody and be like, your life is precious. It's precious to God. It's precious yeah. to me. Like we got to, oh, we got to be mm-hmm. together on this and I want to be a part of your life. Yeah. And I think to full circle this, remember when we talked about the beginning about the habit and how we broke our habit yeah. of doing the podcast and how it's harder to get back. Right. This is the perfect time to be be developing habits that when this is all over, you can continue those yes. habits, right? Maybe it's family dinner, something that is a big deal Dude, for Lydia and huge I. Huge deal. It's family dinner, you know? And I know that a lot, it's it's hard. It is such a hard sacrifice. And and with working, maybe it's not dinner, maybe it's lunch or breakfast or, or a meal where you sit down, no TV, no phones at the table, yeah. none of that. But you just have a meal together. Yeah. Well, Man, you, you'd be surprised the things that come out during what's that crazy meal. Is it like because we've been spending all of our time in the house together, like mealtime yeah. for the past three and a half years has been such a big deal to us. We've always done it together. And because we spent so much time together recently, I thought in my mind, I was like, let's just have dinner and watch like a TV show. And I almost yeah. like it almost came out of my mouth. And then I was like, no. No. Yeah, talk about like, breaking the yeah, habit. Like yeah, this is not the time zap. to fall into a bad habit of of pushing this aside. Yeah. Like, this is the time to buckle down and be like, this is important. We're gonna keep doing this. Yeah. Keep keep the family dinner oh, yeah. important. Keep it central. Yeah, dude. That is beautiful. And especially I know in the coming months and years as fathers, uh, this I know a lot of fathers like to kind of push away the early years of child until they can talk, until they can, Dude. you know, throw a baseball, <laughs> until they can, you know, right? But man, this is to me, and and we talked about this in the first podcast, first or second episode, is like I wanted to be developing the habits now that when Jack is able to understand the habits that yeah. I have, he will grow to revere the things that I have sacrificed yes. to do those yeah. things with him. I don't want it to be like, oh, now he understands. Uh, 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 I, I guess I should start. Yeah. I guess I should start a family Bible study. Uh, uh, I guess we should start praying before yeah. our meals. Uh, uh, don't want to start behind. If I'm doing it now, when he start when he starts understanding why we do those things, it won't be foreign. It'll just be yeah. the norm. It's like I don't know what you you know when his friends say, "Man, I haven't had a family dinner with my friend with my family ever." He'd be like, "What?" Yeah. Like, how do you know anything about yeah. your family? Like, that's when we yeah. talk. That's when we get to know each other, you know? And he'd see that as like a blessing that we do those yeah. kinds of things. And we fellowship, to bring that all to a, yeah. a point, that we invest, that we fellowship, that we participate in one another's now more than ever. And that I think that's really our encouragement to our listeners is like, now more than ever, invest in maybe that person that you haven't talked to in months Maybe that person who on Facebook you saw just went through an ugly breakup or a divorce or a move or a yes. church switch or a loss of, of a Dude, family member, weird. even if it's, it's distance. It's not weird. Just do it. Like reach it out. Isn't. It's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And find that common ground. 
I know it's hard right now. I mean, one of, I think one of the guy alpha kind of signet things is like, you want to go for oh, coffee, yeah. you know, Hey, uh, can we go get a coffee? you know? And now get your coffee six feet away from each other. That's okay. <laughs> park, park next to each other in the Starbucks parking lot we'll and talk from down. there. But you know, um, it now more than ever is the best time to invest because people are looking yeah. for hope. Yeah. Uh, and, and whether it's now during this virus or during a family death or a loss of a job or whatever it may be, man, people yes. need hope, period. And there's no better hope found than in Jesus Christ, than in the love that he has and the fellowship, the intentional, not the just playing ping pong, but the I'm sacrificing and intentionally investing in mm-hmm. you kind of yeah. hope. Yeah. Jesus. I think that that's Jesus came want. to participate <laughs> in our life and... um and it and that love spills over holistically yeah. too. I think if you want to give it like he wasn't like I just want to participate from the sidelines. He's like I want to be everything. I want to be the center of yeah. the participation. And that love spills over into into how we treat one another. That's the body of Christ. Absolutely. Now's the time to be the church, the people. Yeah, be the church. It was never about the building. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, Michael, it is always a pleasure. It is awesome to hear from you and get to talk about fellowship. Um yeah. Yeah. Love you, bro. I love you too, man. And to all of our listeners, we love you guys also. Again, if you guys have any topics, ideas, we've actually gotten uh, one or two, I believe, topics for future uh, podcast yeah. episodes. So please keep emailing them in. That's info for the dads at gmail.com and go ahead and email us. We're available on Spotify. We've always been available there on Anchor and now brand new on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you go and check that out wherever you are. Um, You'll be able to listen to these episodes. And uh, we just thank you guys for being our listeners and enjoying our podcast. But with that, we're going to close out. Thank you, Michael. See you guys later. later.